Legacy Maker, the All Sports Network, presents a Sertoba Media production where the struggle is real to be awesome. Five, four, three, two. The wait is over. Let's get this thing started. Get your popcorn ready. It's time for the In or Out Sports Debate with your hosts, Rob Johnson and Drew Willingham. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Episode 10 of the In or Out Sports Debate. I am Drew Willingham along with Rob Johnson. Rob, how are you doing today? I am terrific. Ready to get these topics going today. Well, let's go ahead and get this thing started into round one. Round one. The accusations of the MLB using different baseballs for televised games are serious. Rob, are you in or out on this? I'm out. Get the f*** out of here! I'm out because the fact is it's not serious, guys. Come on. You guys out there are getting so sensitive on me. Baseball needs ratings. Baseball is a sport that has been struggling for a very long time. Yes, the owners are making more money. We get that. But they're trying to take money out of the players' pockets. The last time we really saw a big boom in baseball was during the steroid era. I say, Drew, bring back the steroids. Bring back the juice balls. Bring me juice bats. Juice everything. Juice every damn thing. Because we need baseball back at its pinnacle. This is ridiculous. Have you... Drew, let me see your screen. Let me see your screen, damn it. Have you seen the Cincinnati Reds lately? They need some juice. (laughs) Have you seen the Cincinnati Reds? How much of an embarrassment. It is blasphemy what the Cincinnati Reds are doing right now. Put some juice into their baseballs or something. Because it's pissing me off that a great franchise like the Cincinnati Reds are tanking the way they're tanking. Do you see what these other teams are doing out here? I, I think the Yankees are probably juicing. What are they, what, 28, 29, 21, 9 right now? 20, 21, 8 dominating? Maybe they got some juice. Maybe the MLB said, here, Yankees, here's some juice of the, of the late 90s. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. Do anything we can do to bring back the great American pastime. Please, juice the balls. Juice, 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 juice. You know, I'm More out juice. on this. I'm out on this as well. Get the f*** out of here! I have to agree with my man. Like, you know, the long ball, chicks dig the long ball. We need the long ball back in this game. And ever since the 90s and early 2000s, we haven't really had the long ball. That's what brought people into the seats. So, yes, controversy brings cash. Let's bring the baseballs that are juiced. Cork them up, cork the bats up. Let's make a big deal out of it again, make a spectacle out of it. It brings ratings. Baseball, the ratings are going down. We need a little bit of help back with the baseball ratings. So, yes, I do agree with Rob. I'm out on this as well. I'm trying to see, and just like you text me, can I effing hear you? Yes. Can you all effing hear me? I want 150 to 200 home runs a season. From judge, let 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 the judge go up there and and, and hit 150 to 200 home runs. Forget about Dimaggio. Forget about Babe Ruth. 
Forget about the records. Oh, baseball. You got, you're the same people that throw balls at people's heads at 90 miles an hour and hit people in the thigh at 100 miles an hour, and that's okay. But we can't get some juice balls? You sons of. Next topic. Next now topic. Let's take it to round two. Round two. Canelo Alvarez deserves an immediate rematch for the WBA light heavyweight title. Rob, are you in or out on this? Oh, I mean, I guess. Listen, man, Bivital the other night, he dominated the fight. I believe they put it one. I hope I hope I didn't screw his name up, but um, I'm going to call him the B-Man. The B-Man whipped his butt the other night, 115-113, but they – Scored it, I believe, on television. It was like 119, 109. Look, man, Canelo is is uh, only has two losses in his career with two other draws. I believe that was against Triple G. The plan was for him to win this fight against against uh, the B-Man and to get the trilogy against Triple G. The Triple G trilogy is gone. But one good thing is, is that if he can come back and knock this guy out like um, – like, um, um, uh, Hassan Rockman got knocked out back in the day against Lennox Lewis after her, Hassan Rockman def, uh, beat him. The difference is Rockman actually knocked out um, Lennox Lewis. This wasn't a knockout. This was a 12-round fight. So if you come back strong, then you can possibly get that Triple G fight going into next year on possibly a bigger stage. So definitely get, do it a re, give us a rematch. But here's the thing. The B-man has some excellent defense. He's a former Russian amateur from Russia. His defense is impeccable. This is probably the best defense that he's seen since he faced Floyd Mayweather in Canelo. So definitely give us that rematch, but Canelo better be ready, and he better be ready to um, possibly take another loss in his career, take a dip. You know, I have to disagree. I'm out. Get the f*** out of here! He moved up in weight class to to fight him, okay? So Canelo, he's, he's out of his range here. He had to move up in order to fight him. He, there's plenty of other guys out there that can be a big draw. This match wasn't really a big draw in pay-per-view. It was a 7-5 match. Yes, it was close, but the B-man actually overpowered him and over-defended him when it came to that. Yeah, Canelo beat his arm up. Yeah, he, he tore his arm up because that's what Canelo is known for with his strikes to the arms. But at the same time, it was a 7-5 unanimous decision. All three judges decided that it was a 7-5 match. I don't think it's going to change. Stick within your division. You've already been a proven legend. You're in your prime. You've been great in two weight classes. I don't think that you need to be going up and fighting the B-man one more time. That's just my opinion then why the hell did he move up then why the hell did he move up then he he had a lot of risk man a lot of risk there and what reward man you lost you already lost now if you would have won then i would give the b-man the rematch but he's undefeated for a reason no if he beat the b-man what that does is even sets up the triple g fight even more because that makes you even more invincible but however we have to remember as i said before he did not beat floyd mayweather jr the 50 and oh Floyd Mayweather Jr. We made excuses when he was like 21, 22. Make the same excuses now. Canelo's a great fighter. However, sometimes he gets complacent. Sometimes he doesn't put his hand placement in the best places he should as a boxer. But this guy that he faced on Saturday night, this guy's a defensive fighter. So the thing is, is that this fight could have propelled him. Remember, this guy was 19 and 0 coming into this fight, Drew. 
now he's 20 and know you got to put a blemish on his record if somebody comes into your house and eats your food and drinks your kool-aid and your water and takes your takes your and, and does all this stuff in your fridge and eats all your food you gotta go to their house and you gotta trash the house you gotta eat all their food and you gotta get the good stuff get the caviar out, out the out, out the refrigerator and make them feel like they're trash canelo needs to go to the dentist man's house and think about this drew here's the bigger thing it was on cinco de mayo weekend you damn right he wants revenge you if he doesn't get revenge the mexican people could look at him and say underlay underlay yeah uh oh that's not spanish but whatever go ahead <laughs> well let's yeah uh oh to the next round <laughs> round three you know Brittany griner's detainment in russia is more of a political move than criminal rob are you in or out with this topic? Does a fat man like cake? Oh, yes, he does. I'm in, damn it. <laughs> Yo, man. So, look, right. Let me ask, Drew. I know we're not. Let me bring it back on the screen. Let me bring it back on the screen. Let me ask you a question, Drew. What's what, that? Happens when you, what happens when you break the law? Oh, you get detained, of course. What happens when you take drugs into a foreign country? Oh yeah, of course. You're, you're gonna get in trouble. You got another are, are you are you supposed to do it? Oh uh, no, no. Okay. No, no, let no, me ask. Let, 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 let me ask you this: How many politicians? And keep the screen up. How many politicians do you think watched the WNBA last year? Not a lot. Was the WNBA was the WNBA going on on a Sunday with the NFL weekend going on? Yes. So who the fuck was watching it? <laughs> <laughs> So let me let's, let me say this right. You all are out there talking about this and that, women this, women that. Y'all don't care about women's rights for real. Y'all don't care about getting these women more money for real because if you did, she wouldn't be in Russia in the first place in the offseason. Could you imagine LeBron James being in Russia in the offseason playing basketball just so he can make more money? Yeah, her salary is what, 109000 per season? It's going up to 220000 this year. Her net worth is $5 million. However, to be a celebrity, you want to live a certain lifestyle. They deserve that. They work hard. These politicians don't care. Drew, let me ask you another question, my friend. When was the last time you saw a WMA topic on NBA, um, ESPN first take? Um, it, I don't I don't actually when, recall one. When anytime was the last time, soon, anytime was, like when, the past five years. When was the last time you saw them talking about on Skip and Shannon? Never in my recollection. Let me also ask you this, Drew. Remember that Sports Illustrated article thing that just came out? Mm-hmm. A little strange, isn't it? You think you think they're trying to um, appeal to a certain audience, make the WNBA a little sexier, right? Mm-hmm. But I thought it wasn't about sex appeal, Drew. I thought it was about just play on the court. The straight up also, basketball is what it was yeah, supposed yeah, to be about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, Drew, remember that movie Juana Man? Mm-hmm. They, you know what? I'm not gonna go there, but trust and believe the way this world is going, they're gonna start having dudes in the WNBA going around dunking because that's what it's all about, Drew. It's about people want to see dunks. They want to see excitement. People like us, and I'm just and people may get offended by this, but I kind of really don't care because a lot of you out there are a bunch of freaking hypocrites, right? And here's the other thing that a lot of people don't want to talk about, but I'm gonna put you on blast too, right? We keep hearing about women's rights, this and that. Do you know there's a large segment of the population of women who hate watching women's basketball? 
Yeah. Y'all don't want to talk about that, do you, right? Nah, -uh, you don't want to talk about that. No, 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 no. Because you all just want to sound, it's like that, it's like that lady who's the new, um, she's in, a, in charge of making sure there's not misinformation on the internet. Have you seen her TikToks? It makes me freaking cringe, okay? Just like this topic, it makes me cringe. The bottom line is this, ladies and gentlemen of America. <laughs> Brittany Griner broke the freaking law. When you go to Russia, go to a foreign country with drugs, you're not, you can't do that. It's not the same laws here. And here's the thing, America's not perfect, but we are all figuring out that it ain't the worst place in the world. So the next time you complain about America, yes, we've, we've had atrocities. And listen, we're still going through stuff today, folks. America ain't perfect, not one bit. It's still sexism, racism, and all that stuff. But trust and believe, there are some places on this planet that if you went there for five days, you realize it ain't that bad here. So yeah, it's all political. Some of you may have been offended by that, but guess what? I don't give a shit. Well, well, with all of that said, my take is I'm out. Get the f*** out of here! Don't do the crime if you can't do the time. Got to know the laws where you're at. It might be different where you're at and where you're playing basketball at home. But when you're trying to do stuff overseas, you need to be cognizant of what's going on in different places. You know, and, and where she's at, Russia, they are very, very serious about substance abuse. They're very serious. They don't, they don't treat it like they do here in the U.S. If you can't go a week or a few weeks without it, then don't go. Stay here and do what you're supposed to do. Uh, you know, Rob Stances, he's in. I'm out with the simple fact of you got to know what your surroundings are. If it's not legal there and you run a very big risk of taking a concentrated substance, it wasn't just weed. It was cartridges. It was vapes. That's that's like a different that's a different criminal offense. It's not just like herbs and spices in a bag. Hold, in on, your hold, pocket. On, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did I say I was out? I'm in. What am I talking about? I'm in. You, you, you said you were you said you were in. I say I'm out. Because I think oh. it's more of a criminal move than political. Yeah, probably oh, the oh, politics of everything, probably the politics of everything going on, that probably has something to do with why they're taking it as serious as they are. But, you know, you need to know what the circumstances are with but Drew, what but Drew, position you put missing, yourself in. Come on, Drew, you're missing the whole point here, buddy. I'm talking about how people – listen, you know how – look at me, Drew. Now, I can tell you look at me. You got you to gotta look at me. You got to look at me, god damn it. And I know I'm cursing a lot today, but I really don't give a damn because I'm fired up. Do you know when I knew this was a political move? Was when it? they called Brittany Griner the Tom Brady of the WBA, I said, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> like, and listen, listen, Drew, kidding you. I'm not kidding you. You know what I did? I went back to 991 where Kevin went, talking about and i can I, I can see our president now comes to the stand well Brittany Griner's a where's her name again <laughs> it's Brittany Griner <laughs> it's on she the screen is detained, <laughs> she is detained in Russia because of substance abuse see here in America we have never done anything we have never put people in jail because of marijuana we've never had tough drug laws I was never responsible I'm Joe Biden I've never been responsible for any drug laws and I love black people because, um, do I? Or, oh, wait a minute. Did I put in a lot of racist laws? So, um, yeah, anyway, besides all that. <laughs>
I got you. And here's the thing. We're holding people accountable. See, people don't like that, Drew. People don't like me holding people accountable. We are holding Brittany Grinder accountable. We're holding our politicians accountable because of their lies and their bull crap. So if you don't like what I just said, good. I appreciate it. Well, talking about accountability, there's a plug that I want to show you real quick. My name is Rob Johnson, of course, and I am the man when it comes to sports, but I also am the man when it comes to nutrition, the perfect water, and the excess energy drink. It gives you all you need for all day. You don't have to worry about crashing. You don't have to worry about uh, having to take a second one or drink a second one. All you need is one. The Empower Water makes you feel good. It hydrates you. I recommend it. So if you guys go to the link right there, or you can just listen to me say it to you, www.amway.com slash myshop slash Rob Johnson. You will get the best in hydration. <laughs> the Rob's plug right there. Guys, let's take it to round four. Round four. The drafting of Sam Howell will be a bust for the Washington Commanders. Rob, are you in or out with this? My pants today. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Man, look, Sam Howell, 6'1", 225. I know what I do. And usually I don't call people out, but I'm in top. Hey, Drew, put me back on the screen. It's one of those days you got to put me back on the screen, dude. You gotta put me back on the screen. Our dude, Tyrone Montgomery. Yo, Tyrone, yo, he's smooth. He's dapper. He's got the best wine. He's got the best liquors. He's got the best clothes. He even has the smoothest ride. But when it comes to his Sam Howell pick, he's stupid as shit. What are you talking about, Tyrone Montgomery? I'm the Legacy Maker Sports Network. I'm calling your ass out. You're keep talking about Sam Howell be a first round. Do you know that this man had Sam Howell in the first round? Are you kidding me? You. Let me tell you something about Sam Howell. He is Baker Mayfield personified. He is as pure. He's he's more. He's as pure as the water I just showed you, and that's some pure water right there, my friend. Anyway, I'm gonna tell you this: He had 92 touchdowns and 23 interceptions in his career, but he ran like a four seven, like Baker Mayfield when Mayfield ran from the cops and got caught from behind. He is not that fast. So let me tell you something: I'd rather have a guy like Taylor Heineke. I'd rather have um 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 two step ankles. Of Carson Wentz, and I rather and I rather have Bruce Brown, uh, Michael Jackson, Tito Jackson, um, Jenny Jackson. <laughs> hell, hell, bring bring Brittany Griner from her drug infested cell in Russia back here so she can play quarterback for the Washington Commanders. I don't give a damn. Hell, go dig up Elvis. Go dig up Elvis. He can play quarterback. I don't listen. I have no problem with Sam Howell. But I do not want people to see him in the preseason light it up and say, oh, my God, this guy is the next big thing like Brock Lesnar. No, you're the next little thing like 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 um, like, like Spike Dudley. Keep stay in your lane. It's going to be a bust. But I would like to I would like to definitely get a picture of any of you when I see you, though. Appreciate it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in on this as well. He's a fifth round pick. It's not that big of a risk. However, the hype there, 
and I have to bring Rob back with this and just say that the fact that Ty had him in the first round, I have to agree with Rob when he says that. The fact that when you got him in the first round and he goes in the fifth, there's a pretty big gap there. And he played at UNC, okay? Not really that big of a school like Ohio State or Michigan or anything like that, you know, with those type of big rated schools. It's not like you are touted to go in the first round like if you were a good quarterback in a say at a school like that. So with the fact that you were going to UNC and you dropped to the fifth round and the fact that you got all this hype behind you, I'm going to say that you're going to be a bust and it's going to piss off Taylor Heineke and all he's going to do is play better because of the fact that they drafted a quarterback when they should have spent another pick on drafting more help because they can pick up somebody off of the street and bring them on the practice squad and bring practice squad quarterbacks up to be your backup. If Taylor Heineke is the one to deserve that contract to play for this year, let I him mean, prove just, himself and draft a quarterback next year. If it doesn't work out, you I need mean, other just think, pieces besides quarterback. I mean, just think about it. how many reps is he really going to get in preseason? I mean, in the uh, in um, training camp. But what I'm saying is, and this is not a diss to – well, no, I, I definitely did diss him really bad. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I dissed him bad. But the thing is, the, the system he played in Carolina, he had a really, really a lot of good players around him for a couple of years. But you saw his struggles last year. You saw – and my biggest thing, Drew, in all seriousness, my biggest concern is that he is going to try to run and do those type of things like he did in college. Andrew Luckish. You saw what happened to Andrew Luck, right? Did you see Andrew Luck last year? He he's basically homeless. He lives he lives in a he lives in a Scooby Doo van. He lives in a Scooby Doo van now because his body can't even take laying his bed. He can't lay in his own bed. He has to go lay on the Scooby Doo bed. He ain't eat Scooby snacks because his his digestive system can't take it after being hit. You know what Drew what Andrew Luck used to say? He's like, "Good hit, man. I want to keep hitting me. Keep hitting me." After about three or four years, what that turned into? Oh shit! I gotta take a shit after I got hit. So guess what? Sam Howell's been taking plenty of shits because he's gonna keep getting hit if he tries to run in the NFL. You're not Michael Vick. You're more like Florence Vick. Next, next line. Well, I say, I say well, one more thing. I say bust because. And I say Taylor Heineke because if Carson Wentz is going to do the big things that they say that he's going to do in Washington, then there's no point in really spending a high pick on quarterback when you already have somebody like Taylor Heineke as your backup. That's why I say Taylor Heineke. I'm not even putting him in the discussion with Carson Wentz because Carson Wentz is the apparent QB1. And even though we've been talking so much smack about him, I've got a feeling that he's going to play pretty well until both of his ankles break again. So yeah. then, then we'll see how that goes. But hey. let's see how many games he can go on those ankles before he snaps a twig. Yeah. Hey, look, I'm just glad the commanders didn't pick a black quarterback because you know he's going to be in the sunken place within about two to five seconds. So <laughs> at least they didn't pick a black quarterback. <laughs> you know how that goes. Hey, it's as easy as five, a $5 foot long. <laughs> Air to Subway. Let's take it to the final round. Final round. Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins, too, stole the show again at WrestleMania Backlash. Rob, how do you feel about this topic? Are you in or are you out? Man, I'm out. Rob is out. Get the f*** out of here! You know who stole the show? Nobody. Nobody stole the show. You know why? You know who really stole the show? Vincent Kennedy McMahon, the writers and all that. You know why? Because I don't give a damn what happened at WWE Backlash. 
I don't care that Ronda Rousey nearly killed Charlotte Flair. Because guess what, folks? We didn't get the Unified W Tag Team title match that we wanted. We didn't get the Usos. We didn't get RK Bro. We didn't get Roman Reigns defending his one of his six titles that he has. Literally, he's got six titles. I'm not kidding you guys. He's got six titles. Um, I just, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know, Drew. I don't know. I mean, I love the comp. I love WB. I love wrestling. I think it was a great match. But there's other things I need to see happen. Because honestly, Drew, think about something. Cody Rose beat Seth Rollins. Great. But by now, by now, they should have him at least taking one of Roman Reigns' titles off of him. Roman Reigns' um, WB title should be vacant right now. Right? If you're not going to make it to the, 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 the undisputed championship with one belt, take that belt, and that belt should be – in fact, Drew, give me on, give me on screen. I'm going to tell you this. I have a plan. This is how you save uh, money in the bank. Listen to me. Instead of it being for a contract, the latter match is for the WWE championship. Okay. Yeah, and, and, then, and, I, and, and, and I like then that I, because then, then I'll be the universal champion longer than he's been WWE champion. That yeah, and then and cool. then I and then this is the thing he doesn't lose it. It's stripped. It's stripped from him, and he somebody has to get it. So that's what I'm saying. I'm not gonna be satisfied, Drew, until the, until the WWE title, which has 50 plus years tradition, is taken care of. I'm sorry, I can't get excited. So, you know, with that, I actually have to disagree. I'm in. I'm in because, like you said, the show pretty much sucked, and there was no other good match on there besides Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins, too. And it actually, to me, was better than the WrestleMania match because you had the whole Seth knowing what the move was coming. You you knew what was coming next in his mind, but then he actually played into Seth Rollins' playbook and used one of his own dirty moves with the roll-up pin grabbing the tights for the win. So, And that's basically what Seth Rollins' character has evolved into. So because of that, and because of all the other matches on the card, and with what Rob said about you know the letdown of the tag team unification match, and that that became that six-man tag, and it it was just subpar, and you know it was good that they put Cody Rose and Seth Rollins on first to set the tone for the pay-per-view, because the tone pretty much went downhill like a like you're on a sleigh ride uh, in, in, in the snow or something. Like, is there was nothing good by the time you got to the bottom because the ride was over with. It started at the top and went to the bottom. And once, once you got to do that, you got to climb the hill back up again to go back down the mountain. And that's what it feels like what's going to happen with this next pay-per-view because there's nothing that's really exciting me much. When you see Monday Night Raw like last night where Cody was supposed to be wrestling for the U.S. championship and Seth Rollins came in and actually interfered and cost him the match, you, you can see that. You know, with that being done, it, it kind of sets up a, a third match potentially at Hell in a Cell next. So that's where I feel like this is going to go to. And um, we'll see how the American Nightmare versus Seth freaking Rollins goes. But because old Rob Johnson suggested something, um, you know, when I was talking about topics a few days ago with, with putting things together, I came up with this bonus one because, you know, it's episode 10. And let's talk mm. about potentially WrestleMania 10 being the best one of all time. Final round. Except it's not the final round. My apologies. It is a mistake. It is actually a bonus round. Come on. WrestleMania 10 was the 
best pay-per-view live event of all time for a bonus round rob are you in or out with this out rob is out get the fuck out of here And Drew, just remind people, tell some people to tell some tell some people about the matches at WrestleMania 10. Give some people a reminder real quick about some of the what was your favorite match at WrestleMania 10? I can at least tell you, I can't tell you all every single match on the card, but I can tell you my favorite one was the ladder match between Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon. One of the most overrated wrestling matches of all time. That's but it was the, it was like one of the it was one of the original ladder matches, and it Drew, set the tone for ladder matches going Drew, forward. I, I get it. But just the fact that they went again to that Royal Rumble match, I think it was with the Royal Rumble when they had that ladder match again. I mean, I'm not going to say it's overrated, Drew. It was more the nostalgia of Razor holding the Intercontinental title. It was more of the nostalgia. But let me say this. WrestleMania 17 in Houston. I believe that's uh, – and I and just to get my, my Roman numerals right, X17 means 17, correct? It does. It does. Okay. I just want to make sure I don't want to look like a jackass here on national national YouTube. <laughs> I said national <laughs> TV. I don't want to look like a jackass here on national YouTube. Let me, let me just read off some of the matches, man, because this right here, as I said, it was a bunch of five-star matches. Check this out, Drew. You had Rock versus Austin. You had Benoit versus the, the band name, Benoit against Kurt Angle. You had uh, Triple H versus The Undertaker and that, and that, and that crazy brawl. Uh, what else did you have? You had uh, they were all they were uh, you had a TLC match between the Dudleys, the Hardys, Edge, and Christian. I mean, when you go back and look at that WrestleMania, just a great event. And anytime you talk about Chris Benoit and Kurt Angle, I will say this to the day I die: I was in Richmond, the Coliseum, when Chris Benoit and Kurt Angle had their match on Raw in the and um and I believe it was a um the the ladder match. It was the um cage match. Greatest match I've ever seen. Kurt Angle did a back, a moonsault from the top. Man, I know Chris Benoit had his situation back then, but those two were gold. And no, and don't get me wrong, Razor and Sean were great. But you can make an argument that Triple H and the Rock's ladder match in 98 SummerSlam was just as good or possibly better. So just saying. 17 was better. You better agree with me or I'm going to curse you out. Get the fuck out of here! I agree with you. I will have to say that I'm out. And you actually, I'm glad that you said that it was 17 was the best one of all time. I was gonna, I was keeping my poker face on throughout because X7 was the best one of all time. You're damn right it was. You, 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 you listed them all out there. Plus, it was the last one. It was the very, very last one before the whole WCW, ECW entanglement with the invasion and how that storyline really ruined the don't Attitude Era. That was, don't, that was, don't use that, entanglement. Don't okay, use my entanglement. bad. But, Will, but it was Will 2001, Rob. It was it was 2001. They it was the it was the peak. It was the very very peak of the Attitude Era was when it happened. They just bought WCW. They just bought ECW. You got the whole entire library. It's it's right before. It's the eve before the WWE Network and WWE Shop and all that stuff online starts booming. It's really where 
it's the peak of everything right there. And you have Rock, Austin, you know, the next year, of course, you had Hollywood Hulk Hogan and the NWO and stuff, but that was that was still riding the last bit of the tidal wave. And then right after 2002 was when it really went bam. That's why they say the Attitude Era ended in 2002. But the very, very peak of it was X7. That was the best WrestleMania of all time, in my opinion. And that's why I feel like I've got to agree with you on that one. And you've got to remember, you, and you got to remember, Drew, that's when WWE uh, went public as far as the stock market. You got to remember, they used to have Shotgun Saturday night. And remember, a lot of young folk, people don't understand. That's when they used to have uh, Mad TV. And then at 12, at 12 or so, they had Shotgun Saturday night. Man, you used to, you used to, if you missed Shotgun Saturday night, you were, you were mad. You would take a nap and watch Shotgun Saturday night. That's when they had the um, WWE, I guess you call it the Hard Rock Cafe in New York City. Man, it was shit, man. You had you had matches on trains. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, like <laughs> that era, that era will never be duplicated. And you gotta remember that was a time during when 9-11 happened too. So wrestling went from raw as war to just being, you know, a lot of dynamics change, etc. Man, that was a great era. Um that was yeah, definitely, man. The cool thing about it now is you got the WWE Network or now Peacock or whatever you want to call it that has WWE Network on there where you can go back and watch the majority of it. It's just the only thing, the only downfall between Peacock and having the old WWE Network is it's more censored and there's certain events that were on the previous WWE Network that aren't all there on the new one. You know. Hey, listen, listen. I want, I want to do, I want to do uh, a tease for next time. Speaking of bands, next, next show. I want to talk about Sable versus Jacqueline, who looks sexier. Yeah, and that and that and that match where I want to talk about that. That's a little tease. I want to make it a topic next time. I want to bring some controversy. Okay. Well, with that, speaking of controversy, how much do you want to cook it up with? How much? How much controversy do you want to cook up with the final word? You, I'm talking now, or am I still yeah. laughing? <laughs> I'm a million dollar man, by the way. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, my final word today is this. Go out there, work, make a living for yourself. If you got excuses, shut the fuck up. I don't care about it. Just go out there and make a living. And if you make excuses, that's on you. Uh, because, um, yeah, I'm a legacy maker. That's a pretty awesome final word. I can't even follow that up. I think it's time <laughs> for us to go to the most badass outro of all time. Mm.